Welcome to Life Science Today, your source for stories, insights, and trends across the life science industry. I'm your host, Dr. Noah Goodson. This week, bispecific antibodies, ocular oncology, biogen cells, lily builds, and the treatment of a lifetime. The views expressed on Life Science Today are those of the host and guests. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any organizations with which they are affiliated. Genentech continues to expand their portfolio of ocular products. Last week, they received FDA approval for the first bispecific antibody to treat two unique pathways of ocular disease with one antibody. Sold as Vibismo, the antibody Farisimab targets both angiopoietin-2 and VEGFA, making it a potent therapeutic option for multiple retinal diseases. In this case, it is FDA-approved to treat both wet, age-related macular degeneration as well as diabetic macular edema. Both diseases independently can lead to blindness. By combining targeting of ANG2 and acting as a VEGF inhibitor, farisimab can decrease inflammation and stabilize blood vessels of the eye, which can result in slowed or stopped loss of vision, as well as regaining some visual function in certain cases. It's yet another notch in Genentech's ophthalmology belt, and one that I expect to be used broadly for many years to come. Speaking of FDA approvals for ocular diseases, a new ocular oncology therapy has been given the thumbs up this week. Immunocore's novel therapy, Chemtrack, can now be used for the treatment of unresectable or metastatic uveal melanoma. The uvea is the middle layer of the eye and includes the iris, the part you think of as causing your eye color, the ciliary body, and the choroid. Uveal melanoma is the most common cancer within the eye and can, unsurprisingly, lead to blindness, and when metastatic, it can lead to death. Chemtrack is a T-cell receptor therapy delivered via infusion that targets uveal melanomas. This is Immunocore's first FDA approval. The company was founded in 2008 and spent a long time in the private investment and smaller funding rounds but finally went public in February of last year, raising north of $258 million with a market value of more than $1 billion. Initially, their stocks rose sharply, but have slowly tapered down to just below IPO value. Now, as they move to commercial stage with this small but important approval, they will doubtless leverage the success and income while continuing to advance their pipeline of early-stage oncology and infectious disease products. With their underlying approach validated by this approval, I wouldn't be surprised if they seek pharma partnerships to fund some of their pipeline going forward. Changes are coming on the back of the commercial failure of Biogen's Alzheimer's therapy at a helm. With positioning towards a revitalized pipeline, the pharma company is looking for cash and cash flow control. The first big move announced last week is the sale of their almost 50% stake in Samsung Biopis for $2.3 billion. This move gives Samsung Biopis control of the burgeoning pipeline of biosimilars and a positive outlook for long-term profitability. For Biogen, this cash infusion is just one of a number of moves they're expected to make across the year, including looming major layoffs and more portfolio repositioning. Of course, Some rumors have swirled a potential acquisition, but I'm not sure how much weight they carry. 
Just a recording, more news came that two long-term board members are departing. I don't know that the company is a sinking ship, but it should serve as a reminder that the pharmaceuticals business is high stakes indeed, and the fates of the brightest stars are never guaranteed. You've probably heard me mention major biotech and manufacturing development in North Carolina over the last year. Well, the string of wins for the Tar Heel State continues, this time with another major pharma company, Eli Lilly, deciding to invest more than $1 billion in a manufacturing facility for injectable products and devices. With a half a billion dollar facility established in 2020 near Raleigh, this new facility a few hours away will expand Lilly's base with clear vision to support their ongoing commercialization efforts across the next decade. For North Carolina, this continues to establish them as one of the global leaders in biomanufacturing and contract manufacturing and development. Ten Sixteen Bio launched last week with a $40 million Series A, backed by Foresight Capital and Google Ventures, now GV. In the biotech world, $40 million feels like a fairly small Series A these days. But I think 1016 is worth noting because they're looking into technology that's not central to most other portfolios. Specifically, they're interested in clonal hematopoiesis of indeterminate potential, or CHIP. The idea behind this is that small mutations can build up across the lifetime of an individual as cells divide billions of times. These small genetic mutations, especially in white blood cells, can lead to diseases. A 2014 paper suggests that CHIP could occur in 10% of people 70 and older, but it doesn't always cause diseases. This makes 1016's project reasonably ambitious because they've got to both find a way to detect CHIP accurately, determine if it is indeed clinically diagnosable, and then create a targeted therapy. Scientifically, this is a fascinating project to try and quantify, detect, and treat the disease burden from a lifetime of random mutations. But how do you get funding for something this ambitious? Well, at the core of 1016's approach is the creation of a data platform. And this is probably where the real money maker is here. AI drug discovery, data platforms, and complex analysis of multifaceted data are all the rage right now. And so there may be value in whatever 1016 builds, whether it results in chip therapy or not which I assume is why GV is on board. Thanks for joining me for Life Science Today, your source for stories, insights, and trends across the life science industry. Learn more at lifesciencetodaypodcast.com. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend. Once again, I'm Dr. Noah Goodson. I'll see you next week.